my moon Elvis ain't dead You ain't going crazy It's all in your head Let me tell you It's all interpretation Well, another glorious day in the neighborhood. Mr. Rogers would be unhappy. <laughs> I see the uh, soundproofing falling off the walls, which means <laughs> who lost the duct tape today? <laughs> I glanced over at the top of my lamp on the in my studio here, and there's this piece of soundproofing. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> that I, I didn't notice it when I walked in. That should tell me something, right. but <laughs> time to get the glue back out again. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my guess. Well, you know, it is uh, another one of these beautiful days where, let's see, the sun comes up, Donald Trump gets indicted, and yeah. Democrats do the exact same thing, and they actually go on the talking head shows and talk about why Donald Trump belongs in jail, mm-hmm. even though they did the exact same thing. So there we have right. it, basically yeah. Fulton County, Georgia, all over again. The big I question remember, is, why is Stacey Abrams still not in jail? <laughs> if this is the standard. <laughs> Unbelievable. But just yep. to kind of get you up to date, you know, we are breaking down the uh, the presidential race. We're looking at 2024. We've gone through the Republicans who have not, uh, already announced they're in the running. Uh, they've thrown their hat in the ring. And you can look at our podcast and go back and listen to a breakdown of each one of the current candidates. And we'll add a right. few others as we go through. Uh, but, you know, we Donald Trump, being the front runner, regardless of anything that happens now being attacked over, let's see, you and I followed the election results, right? And said, this is bogus. Yep. OAN and and others followed the results as well and looked at voting in particular in Fulton County, Georgia, and how vote counting stopped at what? Two o'clock in the morning. And not just at Fulton County, but at several other districts where Trump was ahead. The voting yeah. stop, the counting stops, and three hours later they resume counting, and Trump is behind by the same percentage in each one of these districts that that yeah. stopped counting. Yeah. yeah, it's all a lie of the devil, and we're at that point where bad men win when good men do nothing. But there aren't enough good people willing to stand up and take the hits because. These people are patently evil. I remember I've only had one battle with the people from uh, the the Freedom from Religion group out of Wisconsin. I've only had one battle with them, and I'm going to be honest. I didn't have the stones to stick it out because there's only one of me, and there there might only be three of them. But there's three kids living in their mom's basement, playing <laughs> video games with one hand, doing something else with the other, and eating Cheetos. You know, and I, it's like you don't you lose that fight, dude. I you cannot battle crazy that has nothing better to do but be crazy on you like barracuda (laughs) heart action early so what's really happening why was donald trump indicted and and what did he do that stacey abrams didn't do mark i i'm i gotta be honest with you i'm not sure i'm looking at an article now 
from the Epoch Times. I yeah. tend to go to them because they're honest, mm-hmm. uh, unlike so many other news sources. Um, former President Donald Trump and 18 co-defendants were indicted by a grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia, on Monday evening in relation to the former president's efforts to dispute the 2020 election results in the state. The 98-page indictment charges President Trump with 13 counts, including violation of the state's Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, that's RICO, by the way, uh, solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer, conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree, and conspiracy to commit filing of false documents. Alongside the former president, 18 others were indicted, including his former White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, his former attorneys, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, and attorney Sidney Powell. Each of the 19 defendants faced a number of charges, but were all charged on the RICO Act. A total of 41 charges were filed in the case. Um, uh, District Attorney uh, for Fulton County, Fannie Willis, said the indictment alleges that rather than abide by Georgia's legal process for election challenges, the defendants engaged in a criminal racketeering enterprise to overturn Georgia's presidential election result. She alleged that the goal of the 19 defendants was to allow President Trump to seize the presidential term of office beginning on January 20th of 2021. The district attorney said she intends to try all 19 defendants together while the grand jury issued arrest warrants for the defendants. Ms. Willis said she's allowing the defendants voluntarily to surrender by no later than noon on Friday, August 25th. President Trump, in a video published on his campaign website not long after the unsealing of the indictment, said justice and the rule of law are officially dead in America. This marks the fourth act of election interference by crooked Joe Biden and the communist Democrats who are absolutely destroying our country. President Trump's campaign also released a lengthy statement alleging the latest criminal charges are a politically motivated attack launched by Ms. Willis. The statement labels her as a Democrat activist who supported a Democrat challenger to a Republican whose conduct she was investigating in connection with the 2020 election probe. A judge later ruled that that was a conflict of interest. Ms. Willis, the campaign said, bragged to left-wing media outlets about her efforts to take down Trump and raised a vast majority of her campaign funds by promoting her election investigation on social media. The district attorney's investigation was compromised by unethical conduct and political bias, says the campaign. Hmm. Um, There's a lot more to this. I mean, a lot more. And the link to this article will be in show notes today. So be sure to check that out. Um, The indictment alleges that the defendants joined a conspiracy to unlawfully change the outcome of the election in favor of Trump. That's according to the indictment. The alleged conspiracy to challenge the 2020 election results extended beyond Georgia into other states, including Arizona, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. So there you have the four states, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Those states have been in question since the day of the election. Right. Because we watched what happened that night. We watched what happened um, with voting machines, with people having problems with voting machines that day. And then we watched what happened in the middle of the night as these places, all of these places counting votes, mm-hmm. shut down at about the same time, stopped counting votes, and then picked back up again, as you mentioned earlier. And Joe Biden was now ahead with about the same percentage in all of those four states. So that's why they were challenging this. And now the left is coming back with uh, another legal challenge, another indictment, just for questioning what was going on in there. 
they're nitpicking and finding any little bitty thing that they can spin into something really big to hold against Trump. The sad reality is that they have been screaming impeach 45 since uh, before he actually won the, the election in 2016. True. And they continued all through his uh, four years and they've continued after it. It's to do nothing but damage the one guy that actually was calling them what they are, calling them out for being liars and thieves. And most Republicans, uh, there were some that stood behind him, stood with him. Others didn't. Some walked away immediately, had no stones for it, and they were outed fairly quickly. I'm so sorry to see it on some of them. But, uh, you know, here we are. Are we? I don't think it, I think Donald Trump, I don't think it's good for the United States of America to allow this kind of stuff to happen. I don't know how to stop it, though, because we have to have liberal Democrat. We have to have some Democrats stand up and be honest, and they just can't. And I, and I hate to lump an entire party together, but I don't see anybody in their party standing up. I don't look, I don't particularly care for the Republicans either. They're idiots for the most part. But, you know, we are a two party system. There are other parties there that have been around. The Libertarian Party often gets all uh, gets their candidate on all ballots in all of our states. Not always, but they come close. But, you know, until you have a, an actual real option, this is going to happen because yeah. from a party standpoint, you're either here or you're there and there is no in between. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think anybody likes either of the extremes. Most of us believe in certain things and we truly care about them deeply. But a lot of the other stuff is fluff to us. We, we, we oftentimes find something that's of interest and we stick with that and we tolerate all the other nonsense that goes into it because, well, this is the only way to be a part of what I believe in. Right. Yeah. We find an issue to attach ourselves to, um, whether it be, uh, abortion or whatever, we'll find an issue to attach ourselves to. And that's what we hold on to. It's absolutely true. But, but what are we going to do here, Mark? George Washington in his farewell address, and you're familiar with it. I'm familiar with it. Both. He, he warned against becoming a, being seduced by the party mentality. Right that we need to be a nation. We need to be, well, we're a nation of states. We're not a nation state, but we need to be all unified on the same, you know, on the same idea. And we need to pick the best person to lead us. It's not a matter of, <laughs> sadly, it's devolved into, uh, into college sports is about what it's about now. It's just, you're, it's like you're rooting for your team and it doesn't matter who's at the, at the helm, who the quarterback is at the time, you're going to root for your team no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you've got people who walk into the, the, uh, the voting booth and they just look for all the D's or all the R's and that's who they vote for. Mm -hmm. They don't know anything about these people. They don't know what they stand for. They don't know what they're going to do to them because they were put into office. They just know, well, that's the way we've always voted. We've always, <laughs> we've always pulled for Bama, you know? You know yeah. <laughs> that's what it amounts to. You know, I remember, um, over the period of time, there's a, a friend uh, who was a died in a little Democrat, had been for a long time. He became, he, you know, as he aged, uh, he had grown up as a Democrat during the Depression. And I remember talking to him. He was, my goodness, he was in his 80s. And this is during the Obama years. And and he was swearing up down. He was still, he was a liberal. He was a Democrat. You know, he just had the same old line about Republicans, same old line about Democrats. And I said, you know, yeah. what you actually believe in, uh, your the party you support does not believe in that anymore and i don't know that it ever did but even if they did they don't anymore you actually based on what you believe in and what you support you're actually a republican if you're going to mm -hmm. vote party 
And I explained to him how the parties had changed, how the Democrat Party had left him, how the Republican Party hadn't really embraced anybody either. They just have a set standard of here's what we believe. And it's close enough to what you believe. So there you go. And he was like, so I've been pulling the, the Democrat lever pretty much in my whole adult life. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't yeah. take much. You don't have to make a big deal out of it. Just, you know, fix it now. Thing is, mm -hmm. is that it's too late for so many people because they're dying and the Democrats yeah. have power. The only thing we yeah. can help hope for is there's an interesting thing happening where the media, if Donald Trump, if a family member of Donald Trump stood up right now and called him a snake and said they were supporting Biden, that they would do anything to defend, you know, the media would run with that. Like they'd have that yeah. person would be on every talking head show. Yeah. You know, they yeah. would be everywhere, yeah. but they wouldn't sleep. They'd be so busy. Right. Yeah. But, you know, Barack Obama has a brother named Malik. Yeah. Malik Obama has been anti-Barack for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, and right now he actually, I, Mark and I have been watching the fires in Hawaii. There are many people who believe the fire was intentionally set in Maui to actually cause a depopulation so that the land can be sold to yep. wealthy people who can then rebuild. Uh, because Maui what's going around. Yeah. 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 And a lot of it has to do with the fact that if you've ever been to Hawaii or understand it, the Hawaii, it's a bunch of islands. Okay. It's a bunch of islands and they all have different merits, but they have a lot of political problems too, because they're liberal pinko commies. They've gotten in charge. And uh, a lot of the money that they've spent on things hasn't gone where it belonged to win to people's pockets. Yeah. And if you, and if, and this is of course where Obama called home for a while and it's where the thievery of the United States of America began in fake paperwork. And anyway, bottom line is Malik Obama has said the fire was intentionally set. He has said mm -hmm. that, you know, Obama is a snake blank liar. You know, he's huh. called him everything there is. And yet you don't hear a word about him. No. You don't, you know, you see pictures of Malik standing in his Muslim garb, hugging Barack and his Muslim garb, and you don't yeah. hear anything. You actually hear yeah. more about the the latest twist. I don't know who's claiming Obama is a homosexual now, but yeah. you know, there's somebody else that's gone to the forefront to claim that. And I'll be honest with you, it's that's been an old story for 15 years, dude. Since 2004, yeah. when he stood on stage at the Democratic National Committee or uh, Convention, rather, on the main stage, remember that the primetime yeah. address in 2004 when yeah. they when they voted for John Kerry to be their their nominee of their party, <laughs> and yeah. Barack Obama got that prime th time, and it was like, dude. They did it because they wanted to show, see, we don't care. We don't blame Muslims for 9-11. <laughs> That's why we put Barack Obama on stage that night, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's how the liberal Democrats think. But that's when I remember going, who is this guy? Because he sounds like a he sounds like a Baptist minister. And that's a powerful mm -hmm. thing to do right now. And, yeah. oh, wait a minute. Uh, that's not just a name. Here's all the Muslim. He's a Muslim. Oh, that's neat. At Harvard, he claimed to be the first Muslim to head up the Harvard Law Review. Well, that's kind of cool, you know? And, oh, wait a minute. He's not a Muslim now. Okay, so when he needed to be, he was. And that was only 12 years ago in 92. Wait, nobody remembers him being at Harvard either. I yeah. Mean. Oh, now that works. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so you have that happening in his family, and you always have. His family has always looked at him because he's always been an embarrassment. I just remember yeah. a friend of mine that grew up in Hawaii said that uh, he went to this, you know, Obama went to a, a private school in Hawaii mm -hmm. yeah. and it was mostly white. And, uh, there were a few, um, 
a few indigenous people there where their families had become judges and whatnot. And they did attend this private school, but for the most part, it was literally white people from the mainland. And Lily they finally white people with money. Yes. By the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they finally, uh, at their school, they finally got this. They heard the rumor the, this tall black kid is coming. And they're so excited because to be honest with you, the native Hawaiians, it, it's a short race. You know, they're Polynesian. Yeah. That's yeah. a short group of people there. Not really tall. Now they got this thin black kid coming, you know, he's got this background and there's, and then they found out he couldn't play. It was Barack Obama and the other schools in Hawaii. They were like, Oh, I can't wait to see this kid. He, you know, and it was like, yeah, but he can't play. He's on the team. He can't. They got the one tall black kid that can't play basketball. I bet he's got a little yeah. one too. So there you have it. Yeah. That's, that's why you don't hear anything about this, Mark. You don't hear anything about them. Be hear about Trump every day. Trump picked mm -hmm. his nose in a restaurant and wiped it on a napkin. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Where did yeah. the napkin go? How can we sue him yeah. for that? Yeah. It is a full on effort to completely and totally destroy Donald Trump. And if they can't, they will put him in prison for the rest of his life mm -hmm. to make him ineligible <clears throat> to do what they can to make him ineligible to be the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And I think they realize that the people are with him. They realize that the, that, uh, they can't really beat him fairly. So they have to destroy him if they can or make him ineligible, which is what the whole 14th amendment thing is about the, the insurrection and all that. But they're doing everything they can. And this is just one more, one more nail they've driven into the wall just one more thing and every time <laughs> he joked about it before i just need one more conviction to lock in the nomination you know <laughs> you took the first step and quit smoking but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer that's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. matchup podcast taking a look at the 2024 election for the president of the united states of america i will tell you one thing mark you know as well as i do that if donald trump were to back away now they would be a steamroller baby they would knock him down if he was to say you know what i have decided to step away from public life i'm not going to deal with this anymore i can't handle it you know or, or anything you know i know that's not his style but even if he did right now they would attack you know, they're not the kind of people that would sit across the table, shake hands and go, okay, you're not running. All right, we're going to back off. You can live your life now. Yeah. No, they would not say, okay, he's not a threat anymore. We can leave right. him alone. No, they would say now is the time to go ahead and yeah. go in for the kill. And they okay. would actually, they would put him in prison for the yes. rest of his life. Yeah. Exactly. And to prove, yeah. say, see what we told you? He was a scumbag all along. We told exactly. you. Exactly. Because they know that he has power with the people, that he would be out there speaking. He would, he would keep doing rallies, mm -hmm. <laughs> even though he's not running. He right. would go out there and do rallies and endorse people in different right. places. This is, this is the person you need to vote yeah. for. As he has and continued to do in the four years since he left the White that's House. That's exactly right. And well. they know that's powerful. And he's swaying people. people. Yeah. I just hope it's, the people can wake up, Mark. I, yeah. I just do. And the thing is, is that while we can wake up and, and a large portion can, there's still a large portion who are so deceived. They are deceived by something that does, that is just ridiculous. They, yeah. what bothers me 
is people that I've known for a long time. I was going to say friends, you know, you're not friends, people in, you can call them friends. If you went to high school and college and knew them when you're early twenties, right, but if yeah. you're pushing 60 now and really haven't seen them in 30 or more years, how close are you? You know, I mean, they show up yes. on Facebook and they want to be your friend on Facebook and you hadn't seen them in 30 years. Right. Eh, there's a yeah. reason we haven't talked, you know, right. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I, and a lot of my friends from theater, you know, they're still this way. And I, I remember during the, you know, the Obama years, they were all about Michelle Obama and you know, how wonderful <sighs> then it was Trump. And I'm not, you know, they had Michael Obama on the cover of 18 national magazines, right. In mm -hmm. one, in her, in their first year in office. Yeah. Donald Trump's wife actually was a model speaks, speaks six different languages. Okay. <laughs> She's yeah. not a moron no. and she can weather all this storm and was not featured on one magazine yeah. cover. Michael yeah. Obama, 18, let's hide the Adam's apple, actual real life model speaking six languages and brilliant. Don't put her on the cover. That's bad for women. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but yeah. that's the world we live in. And the thing is, can we get the people that do that? They put Michael Obama on the cover, but not Donald Trump, not, not Trump. Uh, you've got to bank on that. We lose. If we yeah. don't fight the fight, we lose. They will not give up. They're a petulant child and they mm -hmm. will keep grabbing and fighting. You give them a cookie. They're going to want the whole jar. You know, you give them five bucks for mowing your yard. They're going to cut half of it, turn around and demand $20 more to finish. Yeah. That's who they are. They're not to be trusted. And I'm telling you, we need to go out of our way to put them in prison. You really want to attack? If you want to attack them, it's attack, 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 and never mm -hmm. give up. We need to find our nerds in mama's basement. We need yeah. to find our freedom from the people from religion.com. You know, we That's need right. to get our own attack dogs who got nothing better to do but represent. I, you know what? Those people living in their mom's basement, working for freedom from religion, we could probably pay them to come and do our dirty work. We only need 10 of them, <laughs> 10 of those guys. I'll put them up. I'll put them up in my basement. You know, I'll change their sheets every Saturday night. I'll give them a good computer, an internet connection. Yeah. I'll feed them, you know, cocoa puffs or whatever That's they right. eat. Give them know? comic book night. Let them yeah. get out for a while. Yeah. Well, Wednesday nights, they can go, see the, go to the new comic book store. And on Saturdays, we'll change their sheets. There That's you go. Right. And get 10 of them. We can change the world, Mark. Wow. Well, yeah. the problem, the problem is that so many people, and this is, I keep going back to this because this is the fact all these people that just get their information because they sit down when they get home at night, pick up the remote control and watch the, the evening news. That's right. where they get all their information mm -hmm. or they're, they're still watching CNN. God love right. them. I mean, yeah, the most trusted name in airports, but I mean, <laughs> there's no, there's no real information getting to the majority of the people. They right. just believe whatever they see on the news. And I know that I have family that believes that way. We go visit and when they start talking about stuff, they're all just repeating what they've seen coming out of the left on the evening news. And you have to make that decision. Do you tell them the truth or you just bite your lip and say, Hey, can you give Jane that recipe for chicken? I mean, it was really good. You changed the subject, you know, because <laughs> there's, <laughs> there, it's not that they're indoctrinated, but they are because their right. only source of information is the indoctrination channels. And, and that's the problem. We have so many people who are so deeply convinced of things that aren't true, that it's an uphill fight convincing them of what is true. Right. And I think, I think just like when Trump was in office and the left was going insane, screaming impeach 45 and doing all of the things they did, that woke a lot of people up. Mm -hmm. A lot of people said, those people are nuts. Right.
And they realized that that what Trump was fighting against and what was going on in Washington, D.C., that they'd just been ignoring for years. You know, they elect people, they turn around and go back to work. And then four years later, they go back to the polls and, wow, things are a real mess. Let's select this guy again so he can go back to work and do the same crap mm-hmm. he's been doing for four years, <laughs> which is not fixing anything. But they see what's happening. And now he's running for president again. And the insanity level has been notched up another 100%. It's just crazy what they're doing. And it's becoming more and more obvious to people, I think, that a sitting president is trying to put his main competition in prison to keep him from winning an election. And it's not sitting well with people. I think more people are beginning to wake up. And I think in, I don't know that it's enough, but I think people are waking up. More people are. And and that, in a sense, is kind of draining the swamp because it's reducing that murky water level enough so that people can see what's really going on under the surface. And... Hopefully, all of this will reveal these people for who they are, and we can make some sort of change. I don't know that it'll be with Trump. If they put him in prison, how can it be? But, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully people are waking up enough to make a change. I thought they did, Mark. I did. I mean that in past tense. I really did. I thought, but I was wrong. I really I, thought. I, I think, actually, I'll, I, I think they did wake up enough. I think... I think 2020 showed us, you remember, we've talked about it. We saw it, the mm-hmm. massive numbers of people at the polls. Right. Those people weren't at the polls because they hated Donald Trump and they wanted right. to get him out. That's what right. the Democrats are telling us now. Yeah, That's what they're saying. Those numbers represent people who were just trying to get rid of Trump. They voted for Biden because the other option was evil and they had to get rid of it. That's not what was going on. And you and I both know that. Right. Because we we work with people in the business community. We know people in that actually are functioning in the real world and they're they're plugged into the economy and the economy is their lives. And we know these people were not there to vote for somebody that was going to make things bad again, because it had been bad for eight years. (laughs) And now they wanted the good that they just had again. Those people were not going to vote for going backwards. So I think you're right. I think people did know. And I think what happened happened in the middle of the night when they were counting votes in those four cities in those four States When everything shut down and when they started back up again, Joe Biden was in the lead. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It's the uh, Mark and Mac podcast. Our goal is to share information. You know... Looking at the election in 2024, looking at all the candidates, of course, there were a bunch of Republicans announced, and so we've been breaking those down. There now is a, uh, there's becoming a little bit of a groundswell in the Democrat Party that they're asking for some challenges to Biden, saying, look, yeah. this, this, we need to do this. Um, and they're, they're doing it in a sympathetic way. You know, yeah. uh, look, yeah. Uncle Joe is old. We need <laughs> your support and help. Please, for the love. Yeah. Please, yeah. you know. 
There's a, a Democrat from Minnesota, Representative uh, Dean Phillips. He said a few days ago that anybody who wants to run to challenge President Biden for the 24 uh, Democratic primary nomination should take the chance. Yeah. On NBC's Meet the Press Sunday, he said he adores Biden but wants him to pass mm-hmm. the torch to new leaders. Quote, I'd like to see a moderate governor, hopefully from the heartland, one of the four states that Democrats will need. Anybody who wants to run, Joe Manchin, Cornell West. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Cornell has actually declared, I think, he's running. But he's insane. Really? Just so you know, I, he's nuts. He's he, crazy. He I, got a, I didn't know. I, I, I missed that did. day. Okay. I think he did. I, listen, he is, we need to check, but I, did, I think he has. I think wow. he's put his name in. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've let's just say I've seen stories with him talking about the election and him and his his positions. And it sounds he's like such he's such a racist, serious. you know, he is such a wow, wow. He is the nightmare. The man inherited Don King's hair, though. So you got to admire that. He said, that's why we have to have prim- <laughs> we have primaries, because that doesn't undermine the likelihood uh, of returning. In this case, a Democrat to the White House. I'm actively inviting, encouraging to some degree, imploring that people who are ready and know it's probably time to do so take the chance. By the way, he, uh, Cornell West is running for the nominee. He's running I as a third so. party guy. Yeah, he, he's he's nuts. He's crazy. He is a serious uh, racist uh, Marxist weirdo. He's just crazy. But <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> wow. please get out there, speak in public, let people see what you really are, please. <laughs> wow. uh, Fox News, Lisa Booth argued Democrats would love to get rid of Biden, but realized they'd be stuck with Vice President Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris. Quote, I saw a recent poll where even 50 percent of Democrats wanted a different nominee for the 2024 uh, election. I think I've seen the number as high as 75 percent. Right. So they'd love to get rid of him. But then you're stuck with Kamala Harris. And so that presents an interesting scenario for them. How do you get rid of both of them? I mean, Kamala Harris is the least popular vice president in American history, even less popular than Dick Cheney after he shot someone. So that's saying something. And that's the challenge for them, she said uh, on the big weekend show. Um, uh, She also adds that the Democrat Party doesn't want to encourage a third party run because it could cost them the 2024 election. Wow. Well, you know, there are people looking at different times in our election, uh, in our country, where elections did have really more than two major candidates. Uh, There have been a couple of times. Last one was uh, the 92 election with Ross Perot getting in as a third party Mm. candidate. Yeah, Uh, that was the one that uh, without Ross Perot, George uh, Herbert, George uh, uh, H.W. Bush gets a second term and we don't have Bill Clinton. Uh, But uh, Ross Perot got in but you remember he got in the race and he was doing well and then he dropped out because of a so-called kidnapping attempt on his daughter Mm -hmm. um and then once that was resolved he got back in the race it's because he wasn't polling well things were not looking good for him when he dropped out oh yeah i gotta drop out. i I got i got this chart over here that tells me if i drop out and and uh we find the kidnappers then i can come back and i I can continue the race and that's what he Mm -hmm. did and he Mm -hmm. came back with a couple of weeks left and tanked uh bush's re-election bid but i remember him i remember him saying in an interview somewhere that his purpose, his reason for getting into that race was to quote, energize the Democrat party End yeah, quote. That was worked. what he, it, that, yeah, it's exactly right. It's what he did. He got in there to pull votes away from right. Bush. 
because he had here's this business guy with his charts yeah. and graphs and and all his all his common sense and all this stuff you know with the, that he's talking about and he his whole purpose was to pull votes away from bush that was his whole purpose mm-hmm. but uh, then you go past 48 uh past 92 you look at 48 that was when Harry, people forget they, they remember Harry Truman and the Truman Dewey headline. You know, Dewey defeats Truman. A yes. lot of people remember that. They don't remember that there was actually, it was a four-person race for the White House. And Truman, he, I'm thinking it was 39%. It was less than 40% of the popular vote. He did not win the popular vote. Uh, that was, uh, you had Strom Thurmond and the Dixiecrats. You had um, Dewey, of course, with the Democrats. But you had, there was one other cat, the progressive, um, Vice President Henry Wallace, uh, he had, he was ahead of the Progressive Party. So you had these four—I don't want to say heavyweights, but they were four really well-known, you know, people. And of course, Truman became president when uh, Roosevelt died. You know, th- what, four weeks after the inauguration, he died in April of forty-five. Yeah, after the forty-four election. So you have Truman spending the first four years. He had the last. You know, he had a full four years as president. Right. Before yeah. running for election in 48 and Truman could have run again in 52. Wow. He opted not to. He's not, you know, he'd basically done it for two terms. That was enough for him. Yeah. And, yeah. but in 48, go back and look and you'll see there was a real splintering and, you know, the things we don't remember from American history. I think one of the problems with Mark is we teach American history when kids are too young. We, we don't teach, teach it much later. We don't teach much of it at all. We teach, we teach, <laughs> what we do is we teach progressive opinion on American history. I know. We don't, yeah, we I don't know. teach American history. Wow. And you, you know, were talking about that and it reminded me, that was back in a day when a Republican or a Democrat might win and then pick as his vice president, the candidate from the other party. Yeah. And that could not happen today because that, no. well... It couldn't happen if a Republican won. Let's say let's say Trump won, and he says, "I tell you what, the uh, who so and so from the uh, uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He'll be my vice president." <laughs> well, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. talks a good game, but he's still a Democrat. He still believes in abortion all the way up to the moment of birth. He still believes in all of these wonderful things that these delusional Democrats cling to. Right. So he would be working to undermine everything the president did constantly. <laughs> that wouldn't happen today. Back then, back then, people had the good of the country at heart. That's what they were interested in, the good of the people, the but, good of the country. And now it, it's all about power, control, and who is in charge. Well, it actually, the actual process for voting for changed. Yes, Because it did. the way it used to be was the person who became, had got the most votes in the Electoral College, they would become the president, and then the runner-up became vice president. That was how it was elected mm. by the people, mm. if you go back and look. They changed right. it early on. I mean, we're talking 1800. We're talking like right yeah. after the first MM. It was very quick that that changed. They're like, wait a minute. This isn't a great idea to force this. But <laughs> bottom line, I wish you mentioned this uh, last week about uh, fixing how we elect United States senators. We do yeah, need to the fix 17th that. Amendment needs yeah. to be repealed. Yeah. And and I, I'm, I feel really strongly about that because I believe that would sway how things are going. And I'll give an example in the state of Alabama. Can you imagine how it would be? Okay. If our senators had to report back to our state legislators mm-hmm. that they were held accountable in Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, and there are plenty of other states that would have a very similar outcome. Yeah. If that was to happen. Yeah. Think about your state legislatures. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you may not know who your state legislators are, but right. you would learn pretty quickly because they're the people you would have to go call 
or go visit in their offices in your state capital in order to make things change in Washington, D.C. You don't have to go to D.C. You just go to your state capital. And think about those guys when they've got enough pressure about this weasel that they sent to Washington, D.C. Oh. <laughs> you know, these guys in your state capital are going to have a they're going to have a they're going to have a three martini lunch. And at the end of it, that guy that's a problem in D.C. is coming home. You know, <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Because the but, people are driving them nuts. <laughs> and that's why we, I wish we would look at that. That's a big one. Um, I'm curious as to how this is going to turn out. I, I mentioned the election of 48. If you really want, if you have the time to entertain yourself, go look at that and you will see what happened. But go back and look at uh, 1912. Uh, if you look at what happened by Teddy Roosevelt getting into the race, you know, Teddy Roosevelt, he also had served the, the, two terms as president, but the first term he served was McKinley's. He didn't, he was the VP mm. and you know, uh, Teddy Roosevelt was elected to office and in 19, Oh, uh, was it? Oh, <laughs> 12, eight. That would be. Oh, four. I didn't know there'd okay. be math. 1904. I, really I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he won the election in 1904 and he said, look, you know, this is, I'm not going to run for reelection. I served most of his last, his term been there. I'll serve this. And I think that's eight years. That's enough, even though he was still eligible to run. And so he pretty much handpicked his successor and then his handpicked successor, who he thought was going to be a wuss, wasn't. He didn't just bow down to Teddy Roosevelt and did his own thing. And by the way, without Teddy Roosevelt, the Grand Canyon would not have been saved. It would mm. have been turned into some kind of I don't know what it would have been turned, into, but it would not be a national park. Yeah, uh, yeah, the whole federal national park system. We thank Teddy Roosevelt for that, man. I, yeah. and I watched remember? somebody's. I watched by the sidebar here. I watched somebody's oh. video. It's like their their family vacation. They're on the road in right. a big station wagon, and one of the places <laughs> they went. <laughs> Seriously, it's just like it's it's just like you know Chevy Chase. National, it's like yeah, it's like National Lampoon. They got the big, the ginormous, the big, big, huge thing with all the windows. It's a greenhouse on wheels, and they've packed their three kids and themselves into it, and they'll put their luggage on the top, and they're they're traveling across the country, and they're doing it for just YouTube views is what right. they're doing, and they hit the Grand Canyon. And I sat and watched the video and went, ah, crap, now I got to go there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> but, but when you look at um, at the election in, in 1912, I know you're talking 100 and, you know, 10 years ago, but there were a bunch of horrible things that happened after the election. Most notably, the Federal Reserve was created and the federal income tax was instead it was instituted. Even mm. though the federal income tax is illegal and unconstitutional, that happened because Teddy Roosevelt got into the race and the Bull Moose Party was formed as a third party candidate and the Democrats won. Mm. That's what a third party candidate. So in reality, the best we could hope for is for a progressive or moderate Democrat mm. to get into the race against Biden. And run as a third party candidate, divide and conquer. That might be the only way, because when you look at it, Teddy Roosevelt ran as a, you know, uh, conservative, you know, force of the Bull Moose Party. And Perot, he was a Republican, you know, those both those times mm. they divided the support on the right and the left got elected. That's yeah. the only thing we can hope for now 
is something I not only, but that's one thought. How about that? I could go ahead, cha- become a Democrat for a little while, get enough support <laughs> to run against Biden. <laughs> well, that's what Dean Phillips is, is talking about from Minnesota. He's <laughs> talking about it. somebody else get in there. And the reason is they know that'll split the vote and they, you know, they, it'll never happen because no. it'll split the vote. Right. They're going to be lockstep behind Joe Biden, creepy uncle Joe. And, uh, and they're going to they're going to try as they can to put him back in office again. And once they get over that hump, then they'll, you know, they'll deal with what they have to. People have been saying since the beginning that he was just there as a placeholder. And eventually they were going to bump him out and Kamala was going to be in there. And by the way, if you think, well, that's the stupid. She's the dumbest thing on the planet next to my dog. Why would you why would you think about that? I, may I remind you that they managed to get into office a man who never left his basement during his campaign? who can't construct a complete sentence without a teleprompter, who, who, when asked about the state of things in Hawaii right now, no said comment. no comment. They put that guy in office. You don't think they, they don't care who's in the Oval Office. They don't because whoever's in the Oval Office isn't running things. We never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head.